0: Hey, good morning. It's just, uh, I can't tell you how good it feels to, uh, to uh, be with you all this morning and to just to see you all this morning. I, I don't see all of your faces, but I, I see most of you, and that means a lot to me. <clears throat> um, some of you I've seen uh, over the past few weeks and had some good times together. We've been able to share together, but most of you I've not, and so uh i'm really really thankful for uh just this time together i wish everybody could have a little time where they could just come stand up here and and say how's your life been how's god been treating you and where have you seen god in the past few weeks but uh i guess we haven't allowed space for that just yet so uh we'll just, uh, I guess you just get me. <laughs> it's good to see you all. Let's uh, uh, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. Father God, we are so thankful, Lord, for today. Uh, this time that we have together, Father, indeed, is precious to us. And we are so thankful that you grant us this time, these times like this, just to be together as brothers and sisters in christ where we get to come into your presence and you get to meet us here and and just uh work in us and move us father and encourage us so we're really thankful god just pray dear lord that uh the things that we have to say this morning would encourage and lift us up would build us up in some way father i'm so insufficient father to 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 tell your story to express your words But Father God, we just pray, Lord God, that you would work today and that uh, we would be lifted up, Father, in you. We thank you, Father, it's in the name of Jesus we pray, amen. I'm going to ask you all to do something for me this morning, a little unusual, everybody stand, and I want you to read the uh, passage with me today. Uh, It's going to be Psalms 133. I'm not going to be here a long time, so don't worry, it won't take me long to say the few things that I have to say. Uh, Let's read this passage together. Uh, The psalmist said, Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. You may be seated and thank you for it sharing in the reading of the Word this morning. From Psalms 120 to 134, there are 15 psalms with the subheading or subtitle, uh, A Song of Us of a Sense, or maybe in some translation it might say something like A Song of Degrees. It's commonly believed that these psalms, these passages were songs or hymns, that were sang by groups of Jews as they made their pilgrimage to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover or one of the other annual feasts. As they went up or as they ascended Mount Zion to the holy city, they may have sang or perhaps chanted or just recited these particular psalms. Now, perhaps one of the most quoted among this group is Psalms 133, the one that we read this morning, which is ascribed to David. And David proclaims how good and how pleasant it is when brothers, or we might add, when brothers and sisters, or we might even say when the people of God dwell in unity. In other words, when God's people are together, And when there is harmony and when there is unity and when there is singleness of heart, when we come together to worship him, to lift up our Lord and our God, when we come together to meet the Lord and there is worship and there is praise and there is lifting up of him, it is a wonderful thing. I want just for a moment to give you a glimpse into one of our elders meetings, if I might do that. Bruce isn't here, so he can't say anything about it, (laughs) and Terry, you'll just have to bear with me for just a moment. I know that sometimes our wives, and maybe even some of you might wonder, you know, what do those guys do in that room for three hours every week? And I want to just share this particular episode. It was back in June, of course, that we enjoyed uh, five Sundays where we were able to assemble outside after not meeting for uh, some three months. And, you know, that was really just a great time. Uh, We were happy to see each other, much like like today. And we had uh, amazing worship outside under the trees. We had a a wonderful series on the Lord's Supper, excellent teaching, and we even had three baptisms during that period. Like David proclaimed, how good and pleasant that was. We were together, and there was singleness of heart, there was unity, there was joy. But then the number of positive coronavirus cases spiked, and there were just a host of fears and concerns, and so... As elders, we had to make a very difficult decision. It was after much prayer and discussion that it was finally decided that we should suspend our assembly for the month of July. And I must confess that I was kind of overcome with emotion. I don't cry very much, and I didn't cry then, but I must say that I was really just kind of crushed at the prospect of not seeing my church family for a month or maybe even more. And I'm sure that most of us felt that way because we recognize how valuable it is for Christians to be together and particularly this church family. We see the, the greatness in that and the importance of that. And, and I'm sharing that this morning because these last few months have really shown me and really magnified for me just how important this worship assembly is. You know, Martha and I, we could sit in front of the computer together and we could, we could sing together and we listen to the sermon and we prayed, but it's just not the same as being gathered together with the church Now don't misunderstand, this is not just about people being in the same room, participating in the same things, but this assembly is about a group of redeemed people who share a common faith, who are seeking to experience Jesus and invite God into their lives in a very real way through corporate worship and praise. Beloved, it's in the assembly where we can sing songs of praise together. You know, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16 said, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now I know and I understand that sometimes the argument is made that this passage is about the whole of Christian life and not just about what we do on Sunday mornings. And certainly I understand that, and I think that that's certainly somewhat true. But you know in that passage that Paul emphasizes this aspect of one another, he emphasizes this aspect of, of, of believers uh, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts? We do that here. We can do that this morning together in assembly and in worship. It's in this assembly that we can pray together. Paul said in Romans twelve twelve: rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Again, in Colossians 4 and 2, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it, with Thanksgiving and once again we can pray by ourselves anytime and anywhere but you know it's a powerful thing when we come together as believers and we call on our God and we pray to him together it's in the assembly that we can hear the word of God taught Paul told Timothy, until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, and to teaching. And so it's here where we have an opportunity to exhort you all in continued service to our Lord and our God, in continued Christian living. It's a powerful thing when we can come together and do that. We come to the worship assembly with an expectation of receiving a word from the God of the universe. And, beloved, that's powerful. And then it's in the assembly where we can share in the Lord's Supper. You know, Martha and I took the Lord's Supper together while we were unable to assemble. And once again, I'm sure that many of you also communed with your family and perhaps friends and others, but the reality is that the Lord's Supper is meant to be shared in the assembly of the church. That's where it's meant to be shared, and that was the uh, uh, purpose and design of it. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 18, Paul said, for in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe it in part. Now, obviously, when we look at that passage and the whole of what Paul is teaching there and what he's talking about there and expressing in those passages, Uh, the Corinthians, they had some serious issues uh, from the standpoint of the Lord's Supper. But yet and still, they understood that it was when they came together as a church that that was the place and that was the time for the Lord's Supper to be observed. And beloved, for us, this is the time And this is the place where we observe the Lord's Supper. We share the bread and we share the cup in the assembly. And it's then that we declare, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 17, that we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. So beloved, this morning, that's an expression of our assembly. It's an expression of our shared faith, and it's an expression of, of our oneness in Jesus Christ. Beloved, the worship assembly is important, and I would even say that it is critical to the life of a church, and that's why the Jerusalem church of Acts spent so much time together. And We see that continually through the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 47 is really kind of an overview, if you will, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of the life of the early church, Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 42, the Bible says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and the fellowship, that term fellowship, uh, has an connotation of sharing and being together, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things common. Notice, they were together. The early church evidently saw their time together in worship and praise and sharing of the Lord's Supper as a source of edification and upbuilding, a source of encouragement, a time to be together, and a time to embrace their oneness in Jesus Christ. Now, it's not uncommon today. To hear people today, and sometimes many Christians even say things like, I don't need to go to church to know the Lord, or I don't need to go to church to, to worship God. I can do that by myself. I can do that at home. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian, nor does it make you a good person. And all of these sayings might have some measure of truth in them, but the fact is that Jesus prayed that we might be together. Jesus said in John 17, 2021, I do not ask for these only, talking about his disciples, his immediate disciples, the 12, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Beloved, I believe that it's in the assembly where we get a glimpse of that oneness, that unity that we all share in Jesus Christ, that oneness, that unity that Jesus prayed that we would all have. Finally this morning, a passage that's often sorely misquoted and abused, but one I think that is fair for us to consider in this talk this morning In Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25, the Hebrew writer said, And let us consider how to stir one up, stir up one another, excuse me, to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. The Hebrew writer said that we ought to think about, that we ought to consider ways that we might urge one another on to love and to good works. And I wonder sometimes if we often do that, if we think about ways that we can encourage one another and just urge one another on to wholesome Christian living and, and service and mission and prayer and praise. But the writer says that we ought to think about that. We ought to consider that. But then with all of that, he says, don't neglect to get together. Don't neglect the assembling of ourselves together. We need to do that. Now, as I close this morning, I want you to understand that this is not just some social event when we come together for worship. That's not what this is about. And I know that for some of us, for many of us, we've been isolated and we haven't been around a lot of people and we haven't had an opportunity to, to, to talk to different ones and, and just, just get together and do different things, but that's not what this is about. This is not just a social event. There's a social aspect, certainly, but it's not just a social event because, you know, there are a lot of people that come together for social events. I can remember growing up, that uh, there was a, a neighborhood club and I think it was like once a quarter that folks in the neighborhood would get together and you know that was a social event it was just to declare that okay we all live in the same neighborhood and let's get together let's get to know each other a little better and that's good and there's a social aspect to this assembly but that's not just what it is This is not just a a place of show for entertainment. That's not what this is about. It's not just so we can go and hear good singing. It's not about what's going on on the stage. That's not what this is about. But it's here in this assembly where we come together to welcome the very king of the universe into our presence through our corporate worship and praise. And beloved, beloved, That's a wonderful thing. This is something that we do together. I'm the one on the stage, but I'm not the show. The praise team might be on the stage, but they're not the show. We come together to lift up and invite God and Jesus Christ into our very presence through worship and praise, where we honor and we adore him. And beloved, that's special. That's special. And that's why we need the assembly. And so, once again, this morning, David said, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Beloved, I've missed this. I've missed it because it's special. It's special. God bless you and keep you is our prayer this morning. At this time, we're going to invite the praise team to come back up and finish off our service this morning. Thank you so much.